Hello and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, a Multicultural Mess. Um, we continue where we left off at the last episode. Um, and this episode is what I call a rebel without a cause. Uh, I spent my early childhood, as I mentioned earlier, reading and um, questioning and challenging and coming up against the wall, being beaten, bruised, chastised, degraded, insulted, um, in every fact, form and size. Uh, they tried to silence me, my family. Uh, they tried to stop me, but the more they tried to stop me, the more I went the other side, and the more I dared to dream um, of another world, of, of people in our world, of the flora and fauna. And on my own terms, with my own interpretation. Um, and over time, I wrote a poem, and I thought I will recite that poem today uh, to give you a gist of what I went through and what I feel, and and how I interpret this phase of what I call a rebel without a cause. The poem is called "Dare to Dream." So we get up in the morning to rising sun and dare to dream of a, a brighter day. We rush to our day with hurried footsteps and loud voices, daring to dream of a paycheck that awaits us at the end of a fortnight. We go to sleep at night, hoping to dream again of that utopian dream. But do we really dream of an utopian world, that perfect heritage for our planet's children? Do we really create the positive energy? that will pave the foundation for the future? Do we really smile the smiles, laugh the laughs, shake the hand that will build the bridges of the future? Do we really play that music that will lead us to sing the songs of this futuristic world? Do we really seek the knowledge that will create its foundation? Instead, we dare to find fault with and shame the other side to justify our fears, our nightmares, our emotional void, our ignorance. We dare to pretend and say that we are who we are, but we are not. We dare to condemn people who love freely, but promote people who hate eternally. However, my dear readers, in order to dream of that brighter future, we need to dream and of a brighter present. I need to find out who I am. We need to ask where we come from. We need to ask the tough questions. We have to have the courage to say things that other people are afraid of saying. We have to start that journey of knowledge with ourselves. I absolutely have to dare and join the dots that have led me to be who I am today. Only then can we all dream a better dream. So friends, I'm going to sit down for a cup of tea and dream of changing that status quo. I'm going to read, empower myself with knowledge, cross over from ignorance, have that dialogue to find my own unique identity, my sequence. And I'm going to dream of controlling my own life, my world, and hopefully dream of a better tomorrow that will be mine, not just tomorrow, but today and forever. I'm going to then give up those man-made identities and embrace who I am not that of institutionalized agendas that want me to be who they choose me to be. So to sum up this poem and this journey, um, I just want to say, we keep asking the questions. We, uh, we dare to dream. We, we want to find out who, the answers. But do we really know who we are? 
It's like going into a shop and saying, I want to buy a pair of pants. And she says, but the shopkeeper says, but what size? I don't know. What color? I don't know. What form? I don't know. Which label? I don't know. Then what do you want to buy? And that's precisely what we're doing. All over the world, you see people asking the questions, but do we really know who the human being is? We take off the label, we take off the gender, we take off the color, we take off the form. Um, who are we? To our core, the DNA, do we know who we are? We don't. Are we able to find out? No, we're not. Do you really think that we are going to go anywhere with this, these questions that we all have if we don't know who we are? Not possible. And so it is time for us to find out who we are. How do we start? How did I start? Well, actually, I didn't really start anywhere. I just read what I could back in the day. I didn't really have any structure. Like I said, I was a rebel without a cause. I just didn't have any money. I was a child. I started reading with Archie comic books and, and Enid Blyton, I remember back then. And slowly that turned into, um, you know, more interesting books. My father used to force us to read. Absolutely. He says, the world comes to an end, you should continue reading. And he would just you know, stuff it down our throats, read, read, read every day. He would not allow us to read these glossy magazines. We only had National Geographic, Asia Week, Business Week, and all these uh, books of, in magazines and of economics that we used to read about. We were not allowed to even watch TV, um, you know, uh, just half an hour every day at night and uh, a little bit in, during the weekend but really we were not allowed to watch tv and uh, we had to compulsory read my parents forced us to read um and that's how it was sort of a two a double edged sword where because i read the more i read the, the more i found out and the more i rebelled <laughs> i laughed today but it was one hell of a childhood so to come back to the question how do we know who we are, where to start, where to go? Well, the lot of us who just haphazardly researched the past, um, and it's brought us into a structure today that we can give to a new generation of where do we start. But I'm going to take you slowly um, to ancient archaeology that gives us a clue, and from that clue we will deduct who we really are, the, the sequences left behind by previous generations and civilizations. And one of those people who did a very good job to start this off um, was someone called Graham Hancock. Absolutely love the man. Um, I first got to know him on YouTube and I watched a documentary on him and I didn't even know uh, who he was back then, I was looking for some documentary and YouTube suggested me similar documentaries and I couldn't remember what the original documentary was actually. But when I clicked on it, um, up came Graham Hancock. Um, and um, 
it was about a lost civilization, starting with Angkor Wat in, in Thailand or Cambodia, was it? Um, the largest religious site in the world, a Hindu Buddhist temple. Um, the documentary continued for 90 minutes and talked about a lost civilization. Um, by the end of it, Graham Hancock was one of my favorite guys and I just kept following him and he took me on a road. Uh, let me just explain what that documentary paraphrased. It was a civilization that existed before an event, an event called the Younger Dryas. Very important for every single one of us to understand this. The Younger Dryas was an event that happened about 12, 13,000 years ago. People call it the Ice Age. Uh, the end of the Ice Age. Scientists believe that a major cataclysm occurred where a comet hit the Earth and the ice at the ice at North Pole melted. Uh, the sea levels rose 400 feet and swallowed a lot of land. The world changed dramatically after that. A lot of land we now know was submerged underwater. Uh, the continents as we know today were not the same back then, from Antarctica and the south that was not covered with ice to North America, to Asia, and of course, Africa. Many species of mammals, animals were completely destroyed during this period. Our planet lost a whole civilization. Uh, man, as we told, was not civilized back then. Wanderers, cave people with animal skins on their back, no civilizations were talking about. Or was it? How do we come to this conclusion? It's because our leadership has brainwash us and drill this into our heads. That our civilization as we know today is the truth, the way the life all started with Adam and Eve. Well, I'm not going to be putting my money in their pot for sure. After the young and dryers, as I mentioned about, the civilization was all lost and not all wiped out, however. A lot of architecture was left behind and the governments of the world have not invested enough research in this ancient architecture to find out who built these monuments, uh, how long ago, who, who were the people who built it. Um, they all invested in Adam and Eve. And there's no proof of Adam and Eve, but all these civilizations have left a huge mark on, on, on the planet. And that, that is proof and a telltale sign of who we are. It is important to go through that proof. And... Um, when there's no proof of an event, <coughs> excuse me, you can manipulate the knowledge to suit your vested interests. And that's why they all keep pushing for Adam and Eve, because they can manipulate us and manipulate the story. But when there's proof, they have to walk the dotted line. So that's exactly why they have not followed these lines. And the proof are left behind from ancient civilizations that we know today. In no particular order, we'll go through them quickly, and in our next podcast, we will go through each one of them one by one. You can look them up on Google and do your homework and see what you come up with, come up with and see if your uh, research matches mine. So that will be your homework for the next podcast. Um, so in no particular order, Easter Island and the Pacific Ocean, Olintiambo, Fortress Peru, Tiwatakan, Peru, Nazca Lines, Peru, Chanlia de Paracas, Peru, the Pyramids of Giza, Yonaguni, Japan, Cusco, Peru, 
Saskawaman, uh, the Pyramids of the Sun in Teotihuacan, Mexico, Stonehenge in Avonbury, United Kingdom, La Penta, Mexico, Chichen Itza, Mexico, Mohenjo-Daro, Pakistan, from La India, Dwarka, India, Kujarao, India, Angkor Wat, Cambodia. Sounds very ethnic, but no, these people who built them were our ancestors. Um, and so I'm going to leave you at the end of this podcast with these names. Uh, hopefully you can go to them. Um, hopefully you can research them and take it from there. Uh, you could also follow me on uh, my site, transparentcards.com. Look me up and all these sites will be on that uh, on, on that. Um, link and you can look them up and do your homework and I'll talk to you in two days time. Thank you very much for listening. Good night and good day.